everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Take This Job and Love It. This is a podcast from Yale's Office of Career Strategy, aimed at helping you through the various aspects of finding a job and building a career that you love. My name is Claire Zala, and I'm a senior in Yale College. I work with the Common Good and Creative Career team to support Yale students interested in pursuing careers that make a difference and encourage creativity. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by Patricia Oconta. Patricia has worked as a Skadden Fellow and attorney for the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, and she is currently a judicial law clerk for the U.S. Courts of Appeals. A graduate of Yale College and Columbia Law School, she is interested in discovering meaningful and measurable ways to improve our systems of democracy and justice. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Patricia. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank you for, for having me today. I'm super excited for this conversation. Um, I guess the first question I'd, I have, um, kind of going back to the beginning, is your work has a very strong focus in defending human rights and promoting racial justice. Why did you choose law as what we might call like your battleground for fighting discrimination? Right. So I always knew that the law was important, right? The law shapes how we function as a society. Um, it shapes what we do, what we can and cannot do. Um, it shapes everyone's everyday life. And I knew that, you know, how you wield the law is important for power structures. And so I wanted to learn more about how um, the legal system was crafted, why it exists, and also see if there are ways to shift power in ways um, to allow underserved communities and populations and people to, to wield some of that power um, for good. Absolutely, and it seems like um, that was a pretty big focus of your work at the NAACP. Could you talk a little bit more about your work there and then also how you fell into that job or got that job rather? Right, so at the Legal Defense Fund, they do a variety of racial justice work, anything from um, you know criminal justice reform to voting rights work, um, to educational inequality, um, to death penalty representation, really if it fits under the civil rights and racial justice umbrella. LDF, the Legal Defense Fund has had a hand in it. Um, and so I knew that coming into law school, I wanted to serve the public. I wanted to do public interest work and I wanted to focus on work involving racial justice. Um, and the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund is really the premier institution to do that sort of work. Um, I was lucky enough to intern for the organization in, after my second year of law school, um, and I secured a fellowship so that I could work that there immediately post-grad. And so it was a tremendous opportunity, both work-wise, community servant-wise, as well as um, I just had the most phenomenal colleagues as well. What would you say would be the day-to-day -day of a legal job like that? So with any legal job, you're gonna be doing a lot of research and writing. I think something very unique about the Legal Defense Fund um, was that they you put on a lot of hats, you use a lot of tools in your legal toolkit. So in addition to research and writing to support policy or litigation efforts or public education efforts, um, you, know, you also could be leading a community meeting um, and you could be um, interviewing your client. Um, you could be interviewing the client's family members to learn a little bit more about their background, attending um, a, a meeting concerning a policy initiative or speaking or writing to a legislative body 
regarding a policy issue. There are just so many different tools um, that lawyers utilize at the Legal Defense Fund. It was a great place to not only work on important issues, but to um, really develop your, your legal practice. Um, what do you, what would you say has been the biggest challenge um, and or reward of your job and this field? Right. Um, so I think the biggest challenge sometimes of working as a legal practitioner is sometimes the law doesn't say what you want to do. <laughs> um, sometimes the law is more restrictive um, and you have to stay within those confines. You know, we've all taken um, oaths to uphold the law as lawyers. Um, even if you disagree with it. So making sure that you adhere to those, those ethical component, components of the profession can, can sometimes be a challenge. Do you think that um, in, has the, the current political climate or COVID or any of those challenges of what we might call like just 2020 in general, has that affected your work at all? Right, so I can't speak about the political climate um, specifically oh. since I'm a, a, a judicial clerk. Um, but I Sorry. will say that, <laughs> no. Oh, no, you are totally fine. Um, but I will say that this is a very interesting time to be a lawyer, I think. Um, both on the local and the national level, we're really um, seeing the ways in which laws affect people's lives. We're really seeing the ways in which, you know, anything from the criminal legal system to the election process has been um, really founded and crafted based on different laws and rules and regulations and the ways in which people may rely on those laws um, to um, you know, advocate for certain issues or um, make particular concessions. And so it's, it's been, I think 2020 is the year to, to, to look to, to scrutinize the legal profession. I think that, you know, often people don't really know what lawyers do or in which capacity um, the work that they do directly impacts their lives. And so from anything to, from the um, Black Lives Matter protests, which we saw earlier this summer to the ongoing um, contention over the election, um, the law and lawyers have really been integral to um, how 2020 has moved, how 2020, how this year has progressed. And so um, it has for sure been an interesting time to be a lawyer. And for students, because um, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are students who are trying to craft a career for themselves or are trying to think about the next steps. Um, what advice do you have for students who'd be interested either in pursuing racial or social justice work or legal work such as yourself? I would say that no one track is the right track. If you wanna get into civil rights or racial justice work, you don't necessarily have to major in political science to do that. You don't necessarily even have to get go to law school to, to, to do that work necessarily. Um, if you wanna be a judicial clerk, you definitely have to go to law school <laughs> um, to do that. But again, no one route is the right route, right? Um, so I would just advise students to pursue any profession or any path um, for postgrad based on purpose, what excites them, what engages them, um, and you know what is meaningful to them and what could potentially give back to society, whether you're working at a nonprofit, whether you're working for government, the federal judiciary as I am now, 
um, pursuing work that um, you know is public focused or is for the public interest or is public service oriented, I think is important. Um, I think that it contributes to the betterment of society in whatever capacity that may be. Um, and so I would say um, a push for students that are interested in the law to explore ways in which they can use their um, legal acumen or their legal degree um, to, to, to better the public good. Do you think that, um, would you say there was a moment in your education or maybe your early professional life that shaped either the path that you wanted to take or just kind of how you thought about your work and, and your place in the world? Right. Um, so I think I've known pretty early on, definitely since college that I wanted to do public interest and public service work. Um, again, I think this work is, is powerful in that you're serving others. You're making the, where you live, um, a better place. Um, and you know, I am all about service in every capacity of your life. And the fact that I get to do that as a profession has been phenomenal. And yeah, I think that's so wonderful that not only have you found a job where you have such incredible impact, but it's something that you really enjoy. I think that's something that I, you know, I'd wish for everybody really to have. Um, do you think that in your job, would you say there are particular characteristics or traits that are really useful to cultivate? I think in the legal profession in general, um, you know, being able to read information quickly and digest it is important. So reading comprehension is key. Um, always developing and improving your writing skills are key. I think oftentimes people think of lawyers and they think of them in front of a judge making a, an incredible oral argument. And yes, that can be a major component of your job, particularly if you are interested in litigation, but a lot of lawyers spend most of their time researching and writing. And so really being able to develop those skills and have the patience to engage in those long hours of writing and being creative and concise and clear in your writing is, is absolutely critical to this profession. That's why I think that, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm a supporter of, of the liberal arts kind of approach to things because I, I speak to a lot of people who um, work in a variety of professions and it's amazing how much uh, communications and writing and, and reading and be able to engage with people is such an important skill in so many different um, walks of life. Um, and then something else I'm, I'm curious that I'd like to, to ask people who come on is what are your hopes for the future? Just um, either professionally or for the world or however that, that question kind of speaks to you. Right, I've got a lot of hopes for the future. Um, <laughs> I would say one that I would focus on is that um, I hope that we all can be more empathetic to one another that even if you don't come from the same walk of life, even if you don't have the same experience or the same background, that you could take time to pause, you can take time to listen and to understand um, you know, how people that may come from different backgrounds or different professions or just different experiences um, may have very important things to offer and contribute to you in your life. And so, um, I, I hope, one hope that I always have for the future is that um, we as a society, we as people can better learn and practice empathy with one another. Um, and I think 
in, in practicing empathy is also understanding that sometimes you don't always have to be right. That in times where um, you learn something differently or someone comes to you with a different experience or, um, or expertise in an area, um, to be open to that and you know to think critically about what you've learned and to think critically about um, how their expertise or experience may have may have um, may impact what you have been learned or taught and to be willing to say maybe this might be a better way to move forward um, and so my hope is for people for society to practice empathy and also to um, really stand up and take courage to, um, you know, not always have to be right, to be open, to be understanding and critical and be willing um, to change. Gosh, that's such an important message. Absolutely, especially in in the kind of the, the era of cancel culture, but also, you know, just and uh, in, in hyper criticism, I suppose, is just is being willing to see other people as people and, and working with them collaboratively, I think is such an important message to be sharing right now. Um, can I ask, you mentioned earlier that uh, reading and writing is a really important part of your job. Uh, do you have any books or resources that you could recommend to listeners who are interested um, either in learning about your work or just something that you've really enjoyed lately? Yeah. Um... I would say the Constitution is always <laughs> an important reading piece, um, not only for the legal profession. Obviously, we take constitutional law classes to learn and interpret the Constitution as it applies to the law. But I think that's just an interesting and important tool for everyone to look at, for everyone to read and understand. I think often we parrot things we see online or we hear about as to what the constitution may mean or what it may say, but it's powerful to know those things for yourself. So I would say reading the constitution is, is very important. Um, as for pleasure, um, a book that I've been, um, I, I actually just started to read was um, The Warmth of Other, uh, of Other Suns, and as in sunlight. Um, and it is about the great migration um, in which African-Americans took to, ex to escape um, brutalities in the South um, post-Reconstruction. Um, that's a very powerful book, very relevant to some of the conditions and experiences that we have, we see now in America. And so I would recommend that book. It's a long one, but it's, it's definitely engaging and important. Awesome. Well, Patricia, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. This was really lovely getting to speak with you. And yeah, I wish I wish you all the best and especially with all your important work moving forward. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Claire. Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs>